Welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us. That day in May, when Karen Dobbin was told her mammogram was worrisome, she had a core biopsy done and was told not to use her right arm for the rest of the day. Even though no one had yet conveyed those dreaded words, you have breast cancer, she knew she needed to talk and listen to her Heavenly Father that afternoon. Today our special guest Karen Dobbin is here to share her story of how God clearly spoke to her that day and how he continued to guide her onto a career path she could never have anticipated. Karen, thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share my story. Mike and Renee, I'm very happy to be here. Karen, before we get into the details of your conversation with God and how he was speaking to you, um, can you take us back and tell us about yourself and what you do for a living, your family? Yes, I've been a third-generation Seventh-day Adventist Christian, and I immigrated to Canada when I was young from England, but I'm totally Canadian now. Um, I went to university and have my degree in physiotherapy, so I've been practicing as a physiotherapist for um, quite a few years. Um, I married uh, Brett, my husband, and we have an adult daughter, Brittany, who's 28 now. Karen, can you take us back to that day in May when your mammogram results came back worrisome? Well, that was a very tough day for me, as it would be for most people. I had not yet been told I had breast cancer, but I knew it likely was breast cancer. So that day, I had to actually cancel my work day. I was gonna work in the afternoon, and I found out I couldn't work in the afternoon. I went home to pray and to talk to God, and I also got out my grandmother's old promise box. And that afternoon, I asked God to help me with a promise. And the first tight scroll I took out, the verse said, your father knoweth. And I just burst out crying because it was just amazing to me that God knew that day that what had happened to me. He knew that I had had a mammogram. He knew that I likely had breast cancer. He knew exactly from that day and even before that. Your father knows what you need before you even ask him. And that, that verse has really spoken to me. And that's the theme of my story is that my father knows. Karen, you're also the health leader at your church and you and your team were running a complete health improvement program. And there was a big banquet that evening and God at that event uh, gave you another confirmation that he knew what you were going through. Yes, it was also a tough day because that was the day I officially had my diagnosis. I had actually taken the day off and because preparing for this banquet is a lot of work. So I had the day off anyway. But that morning I went and had my actual diagnosis and my husband was with me. We ended up going out for lunch and crying and all of that. I was anyway. And I had to sort of wipe my tears and put away my fears. And I had to go early to set up for the banquet for that evening. We were in a community hall. And so I went early and I had all my supplies and things I had to bring in. And so 
the place we were in was, it was this foyer, but a large, large foyer with all these coat racks and coat hangers. And this was May, it wasn't cold out, so there was really no need for the coat racks. There was no coats on the coat racks. And I was there early, as I said, and I was looking, you know, as I was going in, I saw a book. There was nothing else on top of these coat racks. I saw this book. And this was the book I saw, and this was the day I was diagnosed. A Cup of Comfort for Breast Cancer Survivors. And I was just like, wow, God put this there for me. My father knew that I needed this that day. And so I um, took the book and I later read it when, when I got home later on. And I still have it, which I'm, it's just a sign to me that my father knew what I was going through and knew what was coming ahead for me. And he was there right from that time, which was wonderful. And so that was just another sign from God. So Karen, you putting on this big banquet and organizing everything and you handing out awards to those people that completed the program, but no one knows that you had cancer. Well, the only person that knew was my husband, and but no one else knew. I had to compartmentalize things. I had to get through the evening and sort of I had to not think about what had happened earlier that day. It was very, very tough, but God was with me. I mean, providing a book like this just said that God is with me. He's on my side. He knows what I'm going through. And so, yes, it was tough, but I got through that and God was amazing. Karen, now you've been diagnosed with cancer. Can you tell us about your treatments? Yes, um, I first had my surgery and that was actually in a, within a, a few weeks of my diagnosis, so it just happened very quickly. Um, I, so I had surgery, and I um, then after that, I, you have to have a recovery after your surgery, and then I had chemotherapy, and my main chemotherapy was over uh, six sessions over four months, so I had an infusion every uh, three weeks. So my clinical trial went for a full year, and unfortunately I did not have any side effects of that. But after my main chemo, the first four months, I then did radiation for 25 sessions. And through all of this, I was treated very, very well in, in cancer care. And I you know, was praying every single day to get through my treatments. It was rough. And, you know, I don't wish anyone to go through treatments like that, but God got me through. My husband, my family were so supportive and I got through it. So Karen, did you ever have any fear of recurrence? You know, I have not. And I still don't have a fear of recurrence. And to me, I credit God for that because he's taken that fear out of my, my body, out of my mind. And I'm very happy about that because I have treated many patients that have a high, high fear of recurrence and it just affects their day-to-day -day living. And I have never had that fear of recurrence and I thank God for that so much. Karen, you're a physiotherapist and in the process of going through your own 
um, treatments, you started to recognize that there was a place for you as a physiotherapist to help other cancer patients, and it changed your life, changed your career. Absolutely, and this is another thing my father knew. He knew I was going to refocus my career, and to me, again, that's amazing. So what happened is as I was going through my treatments, I saw huge gaps um, at cancer care for rehabilitation. There were no physios that worked at cancer care. There were very few services for rehabilitation and survivorship. And so that is when I went to grad school. And I realized I need to have better credentials in this area. I need to be more knowledgeable in this area. And if I'm going to have some sort of impact within cancer care, I need to, you know, go to school myself. So that's when I did my master's degree and I did my thesis research in the area of cancer rehabilitation. And also along with that, I did multiple other coursework. I did other certification in cancer rehabilitation. Um, I'm also a certified lymphedema therapist. So I did all these certifications and lots of courses and I still do coursework now. But that going to my master's was a very important step I thought I needed to have in order to have, you know, really good uh, credentials. Karen, can you tell us about the challenges that you faced going back to school and doing your master's? Well, I graduated from university when I was in my 20s and I went back to um, do my master's when I was in my 40s. And so things had changed so, so much um, with, you know, the university systems, the library system, all of this. And so it took me three months to relearn how to learn. So that was a certain a challenge. And I said to myself, Karen, what on earth are you doing? This is crazy. Um, but once I got in learning the how things were done, you know, and with the computers and all of that, I really got into my research and it was, it was ended up being very, very good. Karen, can you share with us more challenges that you faced after your diagnosis and working on your master's? Well, one of the biggest challenges that I think is a universal problem after you've been diagnosed with cancer is the financial side of things. Um, I was not working for over two to three years. I did have some disability, but that, you know, I had to finish that. And so I was in my master's program as well, so I wasn't working. And so it's a huge challenge for many people that are diagnosed with any type of cancer. So I had applied for a couple of scholarships and, and I got a few you know, smaller amounts of scholarships through my master's, but there was a fellowship which was um, going to be from the Canadian Breast Cancer Foundation. It was a national fellowship. And so I applied, you know, hoping that I would get it. It was actually gonna be a one year salary and I prayed about it. I knew this would be um, something that would help me through the rest of my master's program. And so it was December and my daughter Brittany was at home from, I think it was you know Christmas holidays or something. She was home at the time with me and I got an email and I had received the scholarship. And so I jumped up from my computer chair and I ran over to where my daughter was and I said, Brittany, I got it, I got it. And we were just jumping up and down, hugging each other. It was an absolute godsend. And my father knew again that I needed this and it was absolutely 
saved us financially. And um, the other interesting thing, there was only five of these fellowships given out across Canada. I was one of five and I was the only person that was not like a PhD or postdoctorate microbiologist researcher. I, my master's level and I was, um, you know, look, researching cancer rehab. So I was one of five and it was just amazing that I got this fellowship. So what that did, it helped me to finish up my master's program. And then also part of that fellowship was for starting some work at Cancer Care to develop physiotherapy cancer rehab in Manitoba. So it's amazing. That is amazing. So now you have your master's degree. How did that change the way that you did physiotherapy? It absolutely changed it. I now work, um, not, not entirely, but mostly with cancer patients. So I do physiotherapy, cancer rehabilitation. I'm actually now the first and only physiotherapist in Cancer Care Manitoba, where prior there was no physiotherapist there. And so some people have called me a bit of a pioneer. I kind of don't think feel that, but they've called me that. And so I treat you know, cancer patients and I don't tell all my patients my story, but sometimes I do. I think God sometimes inspires me to share my story. And when I do, it absolutely changes the dynamic of our relationship, because especially breast cancer patients, you know, when I tell them what I've been through, it, I just um, have this connection with my patients. And even if it's not breast cancer or someone with breast cancer, it's still a connection that I, I know what it's like to have surgery and chemotherapy and radiation and be off work and all these kind of things. I know what it's like to get a diagnosis. I mean, even just getting a diagnosis like that, it's very devastating. But when I share those kind of things with my patients, it just makes the relationship and connection so much better. And, the re and I feel I can help them more. You know, I, I know what they've been going through and I can help them in such a more deep way because of what I've gone through. And what this has also done for me is it has given me huge meaning for my own diagnosis. It's given me a greater purpose related to my own diagnosis. And so my father knew this. He knew that I needed to go through this to be a better physiotherapist, to provide um, physiotherapy to people in need, to provide them maybe some recovery and some hope. And my father knew this. And so it's just amazing um, what he's done. It's just amazing. Karen, can you share with us some of the treatments that you do with your cancer patients? Well, as a physiotherapist, we treat many, many things, but our cancer patients have many needs. I'll give you an example of one of our patients. He, we first saw him actually in the cancer care chemotherapy area, and the nurses said, Karen, he needs physiotherapy. So I actually brought him into you know, our treatment area for physiotherapy, and he actually came down to our area, um, actually first in a wheelchair, and we transferred him into one of our waiting room, our waiting area chairs, and then we brought him into the treatment area, and he needed two people to assist him to get out of his chair. He was so weak, so such poor mobility, and so we treated him, just got him exercising, we did some hands-on sort of stretching and things like that. So when we finished 
six weeks of treatment with him, he walked out of there independently with a cane. And he was so happy, he had the really improved quality of life. And to me as a physiotherapist, that is so rewarding. And especially, you know, with my cancer patients that have, you know, so many issues after their treatments, you know, they, they're down like this, and then you can lift them up to a better quality of life, better mobility, better strength, better day-to-day -day functioning. And it's just amazing that that happens. That must be so rewarding, oh, like you it, said. Oh. It is very, very rewarding. And even before, when I wasn't treating cancer patients as a physiotherapist, that's what we do is we get people back to their life. And so it's, I love being a physio and I love being a physio at cancer care because it's, it's, I'm just so passionate about it and I see these results with my patients. It's amazing. Karen, as I'm listening to you, it is kind of seeping into my consciousness, this idea that God actually gave you a ministry through getting a cancer diagnosis, becoming qualified and dealing with cancer patients as a physiotherapist. Do you see it as a ministry? I absolutely do. I, I see it every day with my patients, you know, how I'm able to relate to them, how I'm able to empathize with their situation. One little thing that I've started just last year is I've started rock painting. And these are some of my rocks. And what I did last year is I painted some rocks which had some you know, hope or strength on them. And I painted about a dozen rocks and I gave them away to some of my patients. And to me, that's just a little thing I could do. And I hope it gave people hope. I hope it saw, gave people courage and that kind of thing to get through their, their cancer journey. And so that's a little thing I've done. It's, you know, I guess you can call it part of my ministry, but absolutely it's, it's my ministry. And I, I'm very passionate about what I do. And God has given that to me through, through my own diagnosis. So by writing hope and courage, you had a lot of hope and courage and peace uh, through your husband, Brett, playing. Absolutely. Um, I know when I was going through my treatments, I didn't always go to church, but sometimes I would, or at home, he would play the piano for me. He's a beautiful pianist, and I really appreciate his playing. And he played some very special songs for me, and one of them is There is a Quiet Place. And I think we'll be hearing that song today um, with him playing and Christine Wallman singing.
Karen, are there any specific Bible promises that you held on to during your cancer journey? Well, the main one, which I've already mentioned, is sort of the theme of my story, which is Matthew 6, 8, your father knows what you need before you ask him. So that is something I've held on to for a long, long time. The other Bible verse is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. That's a very important promise to me. And I've actually painted this on my paddle. And I'll explain a little bit about that. Um, after my breast cancer diagnosis, actually several years afterwards, I joined the Chemo Savvy Dragon Boat Team. And we are a group of breast cancer survivors that do dragon boating. We, we train, we practice, and we participate in races. And so my paddle, we were allowed to paint our own paddles. And so on one side of my paddle, I have that verse. And it just means so much to me that God has given me a hope and a future. And not just on this earth, but in the earth made new. And it just means so much to me that you know, he has guided me through everything that I've been through and is still guiding me. So that's how much it means to me. Karen, what do you see as your purpose in sharing your story? Well, absolutely, I don't want to brag about my accomplishments. I want to rather share what God has accomplished through me. And I want to share my story in a hope that it will help other people that are going through similar circumstances, help them to know that God has a purpose for their life. Also that your father knows. Your father knows what you're going through. Your father knows what your um, challenges are. All, the, all of that. He knows before you even ask him. So I want other people to realize that in their lives as well. Final question um, about your father knowing. It must have given you a lot of confidence. Did you ever have a, a question in your mind? Did you ever say to yourself, I wonder why this happened to me? You know, I have never asked that and you know many people that are diagnosed with cancer say well I should have not eaten this I should have eaten that I should have done this exercise or not smoked or whatever you know people ask a lot of those questions when they get diagnosed I did not and again it's something that you know God took away from me you know, I didn't sort of try and figure out why I got cancer and I didn't try to blame anything and so now looking back I realize I know why I got cancer. I know my father knew and knew my whole story through all of this and knew how it would change my own life, but also help me to help other people. He knew all that. So looking back, I sort of know why. I have the meaning and the purpose to my own diagnosis. And 
that's my story. I know there's many people that don't necessarily know the meaning in their own diagnoses. And I don't try and project anything on other people, but I, when I share my story, I share um, the meaning I've had behind it and purpose behind it. Um, but it's not the same for everybody, but I'm hoping sharing my story will give people that perspective and maybe that hope that God is in charge of everything. God knows your future. Your Father knows all of this. And that's the purpose behind sharing my story. Karen, we've come to the end of our time together. I wonder if you could pray for our viewers. There may be people who are listening right now who are maybe have received a cancer diagnosis and to pray for them that they can see that the Lord is with them through this experience. Um, and maybe there's someone who's just going through something else that they're, they're confused about and they need uh, prayer and they need God's assurance that, that He is with them. Absolutely, I will pray for us. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to be here today and to share my story. You know there's many people out there with similar struggles that I have had and I'm still having sometimes. We ask that you be with the listeners and help them through these difficult times. Please show them that you know what they need and that that you can carry them through all these difficult times and give them hope and a future. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Friends, listening to Karen's story, we could clearly see the healing power of prayer. In her time of greatest need, Karen turned to God and he spoke to her clearly from his word, the Bible, telling her, your father knows. Friends, our free offer for you is the incredible power of prayer that will both strengthen your faith in God and also introduce you to many powerful truths found in the Bible that can transform your personal prayer life. Friends, if you want the kind of assurance that Karen experienced, we recommend that you open this book, The Bible, where it is recorded that Jesus found his assurance to defeat the devil through the word of his Father when he declared it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit IIW.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.